我是不能死，他是我们人类的未来。你不能死。Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Asian Action Cast. My name's Sam, and I'll be taking you on a journey of mediocrity. Surrounding me is Rachel. Hi. Hi. Scott. If ever you needed an expert on mediocrity, I'm your man. <laughs> and Mikey. Hello. Thanks everybody for joining us here on the Asian Action Cast. We review and recap the best and worst of Hong Kong and Asian action cinema. One of those spectrums is explored tonight. I'll leave it to you to decide which one it will be. Uh, so yes, Scott, this movie... Actually, no, it wasn't your choice. Who's choice? It was yours, Mikey. This <laughs> I is believe it was, yeah. Future X Cops. Can you please give me a bit of background on where it is, what, why you wanted to do it, where you got it from, what's going on? Um, I think we were joking about watching this movie from... Did someone see like a clip of it on YouTube or something? We've referenced it in a podcast we've done recently, and if I can find that clip, I'll put it in here. And mm. in Hong Kong, some of the big movies of 2010 were Ip Man 2 and this movie called Future X Cops, which is a Wong Jing film. Mm. And looking at the picture, that looks fucking great. We're going to have to watch that. Mm. Mm. Wait for this. Is I, that, I, I actually I have... Is that a sequel? You gotta, gotta, <laughs> the one with I Paul Rudd to. in it. Paul Rudd turns up in that one. Really? Is it? No, that's Gen, Gen Y Cops. Fuck. I don't what know. Are you Whichever saying, one. You, you got to leave on this? I may happen to have <laughs> a legal copy of that Ooh. movie. If not, it won't be. But yeah, I'm pretty sure we spoke about it and we laughed and you said, ha ha, I've got a copy of that. And here we are. And I do. And I do have a copy of that. This was a, uh, a random purchase when I was in Bali, um, just buying random movies, as you do, because they're like a buck. So, <laughs> um, The actual um, video part was actually a pretty decent copy of it. It was just uh, terrible subtitles that seemed to cut out for about 15 minutes of the movie so we just guessed what was going on although we were guessing the whole time along because the subtitles were pretty bad because some of the subtitles were english but then they had replaced words with like indonesian so we had to kind of guess but it did help me learn a few indonesian phrases mm? i don't know I, I just thought it was gibberish in <laughs> mixed in like it was like computer generated subtitles almost. yeah Give it up for Rachel here, who was um, trying to watch the movie, trying to figure out the English subtitles, and then trying to translate Mandarin into English in her, my, in her head. She's doing her head in. It's just normal life. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a Wong Jing film, so that kind of made it... Were we like, is that normal? Is this just what he's doing? Yes, that is uh, the general thing you come away from Wong Jing movie saying, isn't it? Is yes. that, this is played that it fairly straight for a Wong Jing film. What? There wasn't so many boob shots or anything like that, right? Boob shots? No. Uh, there was a lot of random events that happened and just people acting ridiculous. Boring romantic subplot to get the girlfriend into the movie cinema. Yes. 
But, uh, we, I mean, we are fans of Wang Jing films. We have seen Wang Jing films before. We are fans? Uh, yeah, I, I actually would call myself a fan of Wang Jing. I like more of his movies than I detest. Uh, this movie, Future X Cops, to me, personally, I think it is a very grim, dark remake of his other film, Future Cops, which has way more Street Fighter in it. <laughs> circa 1993 yeah yes um and this this is a 2010 film so what was that like 17 years it seems like he's gotten into um you know a, a pattern of of remaking his old films because he he did like a new version of um god of gamblers like called from vegas to macau or, or that that's kind of more of a sequel but he did he's done that and i was just reading before that he's uh, just releasing this year new versions of Kung Fu Cult Master, which is like a movie he did with Jet Li back in again like 1992 or something. See, so he's doing the he's doing the he, Lord's he, work. He's doing the loop. <laughs> so you said um, coming back around at the time 2010, uh, uh, Iron Man 2 came out. Yes, for reference. Uh, also, this is our third 2010 movie for the Asian action cast, including. 13 Assassins and uh, the other one we did, which was sorry. Space Battleship Yamato. Uh, oh, wow. That's, con- just, that's just random. For context, other movies would, that come out in 2010 are Inception, Kick-Ass, The Expendables, Despicable Me, and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I, I think it's really important to highlight that these films that you've mentioned in 2010, Scott, really showcase what CGI was capable of producing. Uh, really, like, photorealistic um, special effects, which this movie did not display. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Piranha 3D and Sex in the City 2. See, Sex in the City. <laughs> if they can make those women look young and pretty, <laughs> they should be able to make a better cybernetic Andy Lau. <laughs> so and that, I, I can't find a box office for this, but uh, allegedly this 680,000. This, this made about 439,978 in Hong Kong. And for the money that I assume was pumped into this film, Probably a big loss there. Yeah, most of it went to uh, Wang Jing's cocaine habit. <laughs> but don't forget the prime market here is China, clearly. Hmm. So they probably made a bomb there. In China? Probably. I think the this aim this film is clearly aimed at the Chinese market, the China what, market. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, numbers are for Hong Kong. It made like 27,000 in Taiwan, which technically is China. Uh, we're gonna get banned again sir uh, no that should save us from being banned (laughs) also um allegedly a lot of rewrites and a lot of delays making this movie so how many rewrites what version was the final version polish a turd (laughs) well i read on one of these these uh, some diamonds various (laughs) review sites smell better (laughs) apparently after 19 rewrites and i was like okay i'm in 19 or 9 19 19 19. This is the 19th version of the script. Still a piece of shit. It is still a piece of shit. <laughs> you would have thought he would have like learned from the first time he made Future Cops number one because he's also in Future Cops in 1993. But I mean, he's made lots of Wong Jing movies. Well, he knows what he's in for. Maybe he's like, don't lowball me, Wong Jing. Do you know what the alternate title is? Yes. Future Cop. Future Cop. Me, Loy, Ging Chat is uh, the Kanto version here. Stop All right. Murdering it. Hang on, let me try. May Loy King Chat. Yours is better. <laughs> oh, sorry. I haven't yeah, got the got tones a, down. Is yeah. it two A's, Scott? It's the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So, 
Andy Lau is in this film. I, was, I, was, I thought I'd just rattle off a couple of notable stars. Andy Lau is in this film, who you might know from Future Cops. <laughs> uh, lots of other films. Uh, Fan Bingbing is in this film. This is before her issues with uh, taxation. Barbie Shu. Barbie. Now, what else has she been in, Rachel? You're the. Uh, uh, she's a Taiwanese actress. What's she famous for? Barbie I don't think it's, it's Meteor Garden, the TV series. That's all I can think of really? right now. Okay. Uh, Louis Fan or Fan Xiu Wong. Is that yeah, Fan Xiu Wong? Yeah, that's good. Uh, no, I, I was just asking if that's his actual name. Uh, he's in this film. And also, one of my recent favorite bad guys. He's just got that brooding look and I love his hair. And facial hair. He's got good facial hair. Well I thought he was the best thing about this movie. Yeah, he is the MVP of this film. He is holding <laughs> this shit together. If you can walk around looking serious with a crab claw for a hand, <laughs> you are doing the right thing. You know who Sergeant Masterson is? No, but he is very good looking. Mike, he. Is he, is he a... He looks like a pop star. You Mike. might be right. He's he a, does look like a pop star. He started as a model. Oh, really? Oh, well. There he, you go. He is That's smoldering. why his hair is perfectly... Also, he's smoldering so yeah, hard. Also, also Taiwanese. Blackie Chen, Lo Ka Ying, and someone called Ding Sheng, which I misread as Dean Sheck. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh nearly. Oh. Well, uh, maybe it's uh, his name like in, in a different spelling. Like, you know how some actors have like slight oh, yeah. alterations to their stage name, I guess? Yes, like Bruce Lai. <laughs> Bruce Lai. <laughs> yes. Bruce Lai. Yes. Uh, so yeah so if we were going to uh, describe this film to somebody who has not seen a Wong Jing film before or has not seen this film before and you had to describe it very quickly how would you describe this film Mike uh, Robocop meets iRobot that's not bad that's actually pretty good that is a very good because the his robot form is very iRobot-y um, I don't know that it was... I was very disappointed it did not have a, an Alex Murphy death scene. I was expecting one and I didn't see it. But yeah, right. Scott? Low budget, The Matrix. Low budget, The Matrix. Some of those shots are like bullet time. They were. I'd even say no budget, The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Matrix? Sorry, I was just going to say the reviews for this are... Whew, there's something. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, low. <laughs> Don't surprise me, Scott. <laughs> oh, okay, my turn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robocop versus Doctor Octavius. Yes, there oh, was a yeah, lot of Doctor Octavius. Yep, a lot of Doc Arc tentacles flying around. Uh, Jesus, what would you call this film? Um, Andy Lau phones it in. <laughs> Andy Lau cashes a paycheck Yes, this is not Andy Lau's finest moment I will say though, he cries I think three times in this film Andy Lau acts from the chin up <laughs> <laughs> They cut and pasted his face onto this they terrible CG pasted, yeah. Yeah. But can, I, can I just chuck in a couple of quotes from some reviews here I'm not going to read the whole thing Please do So This is from HKMDB from someone called Mr. Blue I'm just going to read the opening sentence this movie is rotten down to its core, namely the plot gimmick of time travel. And the other one I wanted to read, the other bit I wanted to highlight, this is a bit longer, so. When you make a movie like Future X-Cops, it should be edgy sci-fi action like Robocop. Well, this movie follows suit, adding hard sci-fi concepts and epic action sequences. Oh, wait, sorry, not the case here. This is a Wong Jing movie. <laughs> so, so naturally, the whole thing is devolves into a logical sitcom mess about a smarmy robot who acts like Andy Lau. Is that from Love HK film? That's correct. Yes. I'd expect none less. <laughs> Just, oof. This film opens up, to me personally, I thought this film opened up reasonably strong. It did. 
I was expecting the special effects to be bad and I was not disappointed. <laughs> the whole premise was weird. It's just like, in the future, there will be some great source of energy for the city, so don't worry. Renewable energy. So yeah. uh, That's how long it takes for solar energy to take over. 2080. <laughs> but it's the, um, the guy who created it, Professor... What's his Masterson. name? Masterson. Masterson. He creates this renewable energy source, right? So... Clearly, energy is still a problem in the future. No, he's, so- he's solving it. He solved it. But then there are other players, assume, presumably like Caltex or Shell or some other company. <laughs> that never gets... To- it's, like, it's like Bebop Rocksteady and these people they come have, through. It's yeah. like, what? At the beginning of the movie, they have like this um, this voice... Uh, like Exposition built, face? Exposition like um, news bulletin on one of the sides of the building. And my favorite bit on it is like... We currently have eighty percent enough energy to support our needs. It's like, surely not. You you're just going. We're we're good enough at eighty percent. We're not like championing that. We're now got a hundred percent. We're now, you know, saving those, everyone. Those twenty percent can go. It's okay, Australia. Eighty percent was better than yesterday. Yes, they can't quite fulfil the energy needs. We got lots of coal in Australia, so we're good. <laughs> and Australia's yes, the it, there. it needs to be repeated here. The subtitles were very bad. And for, like Mike said, for about 15 minutes, non-existent. So, bear with us here as we try and sort of uh, piece puzzle, puzzle together. Might I mean, guess. there's I guess so you, many That's what holes. you get for a dollar. <laughs> but, oh man, and there was so much talking in this movie. Probably because they couldn't afford to animate him anymore. <laughs> also, the, the DVD uh, options for English, which is the default, is actually Mandarin. And the option for <laughs> deleted scene is nothing. <laughs> that means nothing was deleted from this film. Yeah. It kept it all in. <laughs> That's the Wong Jing way. Nothing gets put on the editing room, editing room floor. Everything goes in. Um, the reason why I thought this film had a really strong start was because they had an introduction where Andy Lau and the future cops, all of the future cops that wear, I don't know, what are they like? Pajamas? Black and gray pajamas. And they're all opening a, an antique display. And then you're right, like something from the Technodrome just pops up. And then it's the uh, Tfan Siu Wong with a whole bunch of all of these modified bad guys, which, come on, they were all pretty good. The character design, like they had bat wings. One of them looked like Cyber Akuma. Uh, <laughs> there was a guy with like snake arms. And There's token black guy and token white guy. Uh, yeah, they had, actually it was like the Benetton, the D- United Colors of Benetton. They just had a... A representation from every continent, and they all—they were all evil because they all wanted to destroy renewable energy. I guess. <laughs> I guess they were working for coal. Yeah, know? I guess. I'm not sure exactly what their uh, what their goal was, because you know. So you, if you kill the guy who invented solar power, does that mean solar power goes away? I don't know, because like that—that that was the bit, and then the the time thing, because um, we're talking about really bad subtitles here, so. I didn't get the premise of why they then decided, oh, well, we couldn't kill him now. We'll just go back in time and kill him as a kid. It's a bit Terminator, right? Yeah. It was just like random. If you could, if you could figure out time travel as a, as a company, I would think that you would have better things to do. Wouldn't you just steal the idea of solar power and go back in the past and then reap the profits? Yes. Wouldn't You'd go back better? and shoot a cannon at the sun or something. Yeah. You get that Powerball number that you've always <laughs> wanted. Exactly. <laughs> Unless you're the Liberal Party and you want to win that election. <laughs> that upcoming election. Throw some kids overboard and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine future ScoMo going to past ScoMo and saying, dude, you need to brush up on April Sun in Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> also, you're coaching the basketball team. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
So, look, I thought Andy Lau did a pretty good job and all of the fights, even though they're wearing ridiculous prosthetics, uh, the action was really good. I thought Fan Bingbing did a good job being like the love interest. She's his wife. She was really attractive and then she dies. I wonder she how much she really got for like five minutes. How much she got paid? Yeah. I don't think she got paid. I think she... I think uh, she got paid under the table and then <laughs> the tax office went after her. Yeah, I don't know. But this, she, might, this might sound shitty but I thought the kids acted pretty well the kids were amazing the kids in Fancy Wong were like the, the best parts of this film um, we haven't even met his kid yet because his kid it's his kid with uh, Millie right Millie is Fan Bingbing yep. yes yeah and so if, uh, I think before we go like, let's just I'm going to read the blurb off the back of the <laughs> oh yeah yeah do that do um, that and it, it explains the premise fairly well alright I'm going to find some dramatic music and while Mike's dramatic. reading this I'll put it in the background Okay. Use that. Okay. Hang on. Very, very tiny writing. Do you want a microscope or something? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Microfilm? Is he microfilm? A police officer from the year 2080 and his wife, Millie, are... Oh, God. (laughs) Sam. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Do you want to read it? Read it. Jeez, go on. I'll give it the appropriate gravitas. All right, I'll put some different dramatic right. music. <laughs> different music for Sam. Do, 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 do. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my cinema announcer voice. Ready? Kid Andy Lau, a police officer from the year 2080, and his wife Millie, Bing Bing Fan, are summoned to protect Dr. Masterson, Jing Wu Ma who is known as the father of solar energy due to creating a cheap method to replace fossil fuel with solar energy. Because of Dr. Masterson's creation, oil tycoons have made several attempts on the life of Dr. Masterson. The special force of the police department has received credible information that an army of humanoids, half man, half machine, and there was a woman there too, so half woman, half machine as well, led by Kalon, Siu Wong Fan and Fiona Yifei Tang are set to ambush Dr. Masterson at the convention center. <laughs> at the convention center, a fierce battle ensues that leaves Kid's wife, Millie, and all of the humanoids dead, except for Kalon and Fiona. The oil tycoons then steal the secrets of time travel to send revamped 2.0 versions of Kalon and Fiona to the year 2020 to murder Dr. Masterson when he was a 12-year-old child. <laughs> explosions, explosions. <laughs> Inception sound. <laughs> and that's the trailer. They never save oil tycoons in the fucking movie at all, right? They right. just rock up and start killing people. <laughs> just say like Russian oligarchs. <laughs> let's just let's play on bad guys while we're at it. Oh, holy shit. It's like there will be blood. It's just... They're going to go back and they're going to kill Dr. Masterson from creating solar energy. I'm pretty sure, wouldn't it be, uh, wouldn't it be Elon Musk? Wouldn't it be the invention of a battery that could store solar energy? Because <laughs> the energy is right there. We just don't have a way to store it. Anyway, that is the, uh, the premise of Future X Cops. I think I'm not going to put dramatic music behind that. I'm going to put like Wii music or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we put like Benny Hill music behind it. If, um, <laughs> if you've seen, if, for those of, and if you don't remember, we do have a podcast on Future Cops. But if anyone's seen Future Cops, this is almost the exact same plot for Future Cops. They send some enemies, some villains back into the past to kill the Grandmaster of Future Cop World. 
Okay, I, I, I see what you're saying here, but because she keeps saying it, you're trying to wish it into, into existence. I don't think so. It's the same thing! <laughs> <laughs> Future Cops is way cooler. <laughs> Future Cops is way cooler because it has Ken, it has Ryu, it has Saget. Brushhead. Brushhead. Oh, that's right. He's shot like... Oh, There's a Mario a- bit in there as well. Yeah, it's I was like, which game? I to, was the hair better than Eddie Coe's hair? Uh, ooh, nah, Eddie Coe's hair was real. Eddie Coe <laughs> maintains that shit. Jackie Chung just got that wig put on. Well, it's like a Eddie Coe had a hairstylist in the mission. He's credited at the end, so there you go. Oh, he's, he's hairstylist? Yes. Holy shit. I need, I need to uh, check a couple more bits of trivia here. Please. Irrelevant to the movie, but um, uh, today is March 11th. Yesterday was March the 10th, which is Mario, Mario Day. Ah! And um, in February... We had uh, the 2nd of February, 2022, and you guys missed the opportunity to put two for 22 in there. So I'm going to chuck it in now. It's two for two, two, two. Um, Pour one so out for Richie Benno. I did think about that. And I read, <laughs> and I read, is, is that day Richie Benno Day or is it the 2nd of April, 2022? Yeah. What was that? Two That's four. two for 22. Oh, shit. Shit, son. Shit. You can celebrate uh, twice yeah. this year. Two d- two days for Richie Benno. All right, well, I'll put it in now anyway, chew and I'll put it back. Chew, yeah. <laughs> chew public chew holidays. Chew for twenty chew. Now, Rachel, I think you had some other trivia about Annie Lau. Did you I? Ta- you were talking about. Oh, you we were talking about Annie Lau's family. What? His wife. Wasn't his there something? And Sam said, "Oh, you have to bring that up in the podcast." Or was what? a Wong Wong Jing, Wong Jing yeah. says reveals that Andy Lau hasn't eaten rice in ten days, ten years. Sorry, ten <laughs> Andy Lau oh, has not days. eaten rice in ten years. And it says that kind of life is in inverted commas not for humans. What? That's Why? Very, that's very important. Why has Andy Lau not eaten rice in ten years? Has he not eaten any carbohydrates? What's the what? I think it's the thing, right? People think that rice makes you fat, so they don't. If you well, don't carbohydrates eat it, make you fat. If you don't eat it, and you're Chinese. But if you're Chinese and you don't eat rice, what else is left? Nothing. Everything. <laughs> Nothing. It's no like, enjoyment is left in life. Don't. Isn't it like it's like the stuffer thing that you have at the end of the meal, isn't it? Rice. In, no, no, you, you have, have it with everything. You got to have it together with with all the barbecue pork side dishes. Can't have barbecue oh, okay. without rice. Yeah. Roast pork. Can't have gotta, that without rice. Got to lap up all that sauce. It's yeah, the equivalent of being an Aussie and not getting the sausage sizzle at Bunnings. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, I'll have a sausage without a bun. Uh no, you won't. <laughs> You will have a bun. <laughs> for example, I'm going to like order uh, fried chicken for my family tomorrow. I joke to my mom, I'll oh, make sure we get spoil some rice for my dad to eat with the chicken. <laughs> he's dead yeah. fucking serious about that. He's yeah, going to have I'm rice. I'm not joking. He's getting, he's, he's getting rice. My parents will eat fried chicken like KFC with rice. Exactly. They'll eat pizza with rice. Nah, maybe not. <laughs> That's a bit crazy. Anyway, where were we? And so We're that was through- Andy Lau not eating rice for 10 years. Yeah, Sorry. that's why he's a robot now. Yeah, okay. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He does look amazing. He died. Yeah, totally inhuman. Now, that, that's the reason he died, of course. Yeah, lack of know? lack of nutrition. <laughs> A not balanced diet. Yeah. What's at the bottom of your food pyramid, Andy Lau? <laughs> Just regret. <laughs> I made this film. So obviously Big the biggest regrets, star yeah. of this film, Mr. Andy Lau. Uh, where the hell are we? He has to go um, back in time. Yeah, I think that was a that was a pretty good like setup. That that's exactly yeah. It's it's the, okay. the first like twenty minutes of film, and and then we wait. Cut. Hang on, they don't explain this in the film because the subtitles were shit. Yeah, but he is a normal person at the beginning of the film. Yeah, and I don't think he has to do this to go back in time. But he he goes through radical surgery to replace his whole body with a cybernetic body, 
And it's not yeah. like cool Robocop. Oh my God. It's like, he's just all of a sudden he's in the suit and he's like, erase my memory. It's like, where's the rest of your body? Yeah. It's kind of weird. Cause it's like ripping up, like it's got like his head and then everything else is replaced by like cybernetic components. Right. But then he's back in a normal human body and he has to use some energy source to transform into the robot. So it's like, is it just the robot pretending to be human and it's under there the whole time? Or does he have to use the energy to turn into the robot? I guess but that's it was the like mo- his head. That's so the moral dilemma they're trying to present. Is he human or is he not? Hong Jing goes, how do I sell an Andy Lau movie in China? I mean, mm. you don't need to sell one. It's Andy Lau. Yeah, that's oh, right. Wow. Mm. But how to sell a novelty. Is that? I want to put a Transformers spin on Andy Lau. <laughs> how do I do it? Is that little tube... The proton energy pill, energy pill from Roger Ramjet. The proton pill, Roger Ramjet. <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe I'll, I will. Um, let just before we continue with the the plot, I'll just point out in the the first fight scene with the demonoids or whatever we're going to call them, um, the girl demonoid, whatever her name, the Catwoman. The the Catwoman, <laughs> she has like a a almost like a robotic tail coming out of her butt. And she skewers people with that. There's a bat guy who flies with like robotic bat wings. Yes, that are bulletproof, and he can that protect are bulletproof. Everybody. Apparently, yeah. There's um, obviously main main guys got claw hands that just chomp on stuff. Then you've got weird guy that have. It's, it's almost like a hook hands. They're like mantis. They're He's like got like ma- praying ma- mantis. mantis hands. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, yeah mantis hands. And then the octopus guy with octopus arms. So, Interestingly, after uh, a lot of them get defeated, uh, Fan Xiu Wong undergoes radical modification, I guess. And he ends up with all of their... All of their powers. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's like Sila from Heroes. Or... or <laughs> How's that for a 90s reference? Or Kirby. Or Kirby. Yeah. Kirby the... The pink Nintendo thing. Oh, really? He gets other powers as he eats them. By sucking them in? Yeah. Oh, what a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean if he sucks in like roast pork, he turns into a <laughs> roast pork? No, he goes, mmm, good. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Then he goes, I can have a sleep for a while. <laughs> so, yes. There's Sorry. lots of... But then the, the girl, the cat girl, she doesn't undergo any really No, she Guangxi goes, shake that butt. And she goes, okay, how hard? Yeah, that's it. But she had that before, didn't she? <laughs> Did she have crimped hair before she went to the past? You that, know what? That she, was her extra. That, 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 her crimped hair. That her was crimped hair. Hey, we have this budget. You only get crimped hair. You have to look more evil. Crimp your hair. You know what though? Like I thought, she shaked shaked a butt and kind of hammed it up a bit. But in the original Batman, two Batman movies, they kind of camped it up a little bit too. That's, so I can forgive that. That's so funny that you brought that up because you know what I was reminded of whenever she was on screen is the original Catwoman from. The Adam West Batman. Because <laughs> yeah. she's like wow. doing this little like wow with her hands. I, I can appreciate a little bit of a camp up. Yeah. Wow. And then, uh, you know, obviously uh, Fancy Wong is giving it all that drama, that, that brooding look. I found that amusing because um, Wong Jing adds a little joke in there because Andy Lau saves saves a kid um, by flying around and, and um, some other kids are filming it and they start calling him Superman. And then they play on this little joke for, you know, a good five minutes that he's Superman, he's Superman. And then Andy Lau jokes, no, I'm Batman. 
And then in the next scene, we've got the bad guy <laughs> with his bat wings oh. flying around. And I was like, oh, he's just playing off one oh, the other. That's interesting that you said that because before we had Capcom, mm. are we now moving to DC? DC. And then maybe he'll do another remake in 10 years time. It'll be Marvel. But to, to be fair, he really kind of looks like Mega Man. He looks a lot like Mega Man <laughs> on the screen. The, the thing that really rubbed me the wrong way about this film is that... So, you start off with a fairly serious intro, right? And, and Andy Lau is... I, I joked that he was phoning it in, but when Fan Bingbing dies, he genuinely is emoting on screen, right? And he's had decades of acting practice to deliver this serious scene of him crying. And, and then, you know, his, even though they don't really show it, his, he's undergoing surgery to remove his body parts... He's saying, wipe my memory. So, it is really serious. It's like a Tom Cruise minority report moment. And then it goes to the past and he's like some, some slapsticky, happy-go-lucky dad figure. Mechanic kind of wacky. With his glasses disguise. Yeah, it's like my, my stepmom is a hero or something. You know, it's like trying to keep a secret. And it just, tonally, it just does not gel. Does not gel. It wasn't like he was like, oh man, to, to fit in this society, I've got to... You know, blend in and be a bumpkin, you know, mechanic or something. It's just like he's just there. They throw in this whole point of of him going back in the past with his daughter, right? Through this whole movie, but it's not. It, this was obviously the confusing subtitles. There was never a point to him bringing the child with him. It didn't make sense. It's like he's meant to go back in the past to stop the bad guys from killing this kid. There was no reason for him to bring his kid into the past. And that plays throughout the movie. And then we find out later on, spoiler alert, that the kid's really a robot. His daughter. His daughter. Yeah, Kiki. And, and she dies and gives him her energy to make him more powerful. But, like, transform him. But then when he goes back to the future, there's no ending to that subplot. It's like, yeah, they don't what explain was the what purpose of daughter. why the kid went and why she's not there in the future? Because... She doesn't die at the beginning of the movie, only the mum dies. So, it was kind of like a, a whole pointless episode because he could have just gone back being kid and, you know, saved the other kid. And Maybe she was already dead because they mm-hmm. never showed her after the mother died. He could have lost her and then lost the mum. And then when they sent him back, mm-hmm. they were like, we're going to give you a robot kid. You reckon she got the kid cancer? She, well, she, oh, she could have got the tuberculosis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, well, it's not Japanese, so we can't. No, that's do that. true. That's true. It's, it's the future, Japanese. so she needed an oil change. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's only what the first or second of many, many plot holes it in this is. movie. Yes. That that was a major one for me because I was just like, why is the there a kid? Happened. What's the point of there being a kid there? I don't know. I, I think mean, the subtitles <laughs> could have given some context there. I doubt it. I doubt. <laughs> I doubt there was much context to it. Yeah. He got to the past before the bad guys got to the past, right? Mm-hmm. he didn't know who he was supposed to be protecting because it's not until the end of the film that realization dawns that the kid that he's been hanging around this whole time actually ends up being um, Professor Masterson. So what the hell is his, what, what's he doing when being he's a, back there? Being a cop. Yeah. And walking into glass panes. <laughs> yes. And, and the, the, the stupid thing, right, that they play on this bit with the kid and they don't know which is the right kid when he's back in the past, but he was literally sent there by the guy himself. Could he not have informed him of what happened back then? <laughs> exactly. To exactly who he was. It, it was like, at least he should know who the right kid is. I get the bad guys don't, but yeah, no, I agree. again, 
another plot hole. Yeah, otherwise, why the hell would you send him back? And maybe he's not even in China. Maybe he was living in Germany. You don't well, know. Who knows? Why is he called Masterson? Yeah, exactly. See? Well, Shit like that. Come on, Wong Jing. Yeah. <laughs> just just to spoiler again, apparently the the cop, uh, one of the other cops marries his mum and he takes that person's name, Masterson, and that's why it was confusing because he didn't have the name that's until gross. that happened. But yeah, again... Not that the cop looks like a Masterson either. <laughs> that whole scene is gross. Look, I want to I want to describe it because I want to discuss it. Yeah. So the kid, the, the, the Professor Masterson, as a child, he has a uh, single mother, and the father has gone off the scene for what, like nine months, right? And the mother is Pretty depressed, upset. and she's sitting on the balcony of her hotel, I guess, her her apartment. Oh, apartment. And she's going to commit suicide because she can't find love. I guess. Can I ask what? What did everyone think that she was sucking on? And I thought it was I, gas. I was saying sucking on, yeah. How, how is she going to kill herself, like, sucking on gas? No, like, if she sucks on gas, it'll desensitize her, and then she'll fall down and she won't feel pain. Oh, okay. See, this is where yeah, a Wong Jing <laughs> joke of her sucking on helium would have come in handy. Like, ha-ha, oops, it's accidentally helium. Oh, wrong one. But wrong uh, one. it never happened. Nitrous oxide, she's laughing all the way down. I was like, she need to go to the garage or something, but anyway. Yeah, that, that was, I was like, was it meant to be carbon monoxide or, or what? I, I mean, the only thing I was like, there was like the... The balcony, because it was one of those balconies that has the air conditioning unit and stuff out on it. It's like a tiny thing. I was like, is it part of that or what? What was I the purpose know. of it? It just made no sense. It could have been a shisha pipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that that would have been more amusing. Dry so, ice. You should have just been like, you know, dragging a joint or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's weird because Andy Lau is trying to convince her to come back in. But he he can't. He keeps running into windows, and uh, the <laughs> yeah, the cop, visual gag Wong Jing Sao. Yeah, the cop Sergeant Masterson, who Sergeant was, Handsome, sorry, Sergeant Handsome, who is incredibly good looking. <laughs> he repels down, and then they have this moment where their eyes all sparkle, and they have like a he sings a song. He sings a song, and he's he's hitting on a suicide victim. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which to me seems a gross misappropriation. He's like, damn girl. Yeah. Like, you damn fine for someone that is about to kill themselves. <laughs> you know? It's never too late to hit what on somebody or inappropriate. It, at work. <laughs> it's so unprofessional. So unprofessional. Not only does he hit on her, which is incredibly unprofessional. What do you do now for this? Do you like going fishing? <laughs> <laughs> but then he, he... Come here often. <laughs> How does she fall off? Because he knocks her phone or something, right? Someone knocks something and then... Is there a camera or something? Oh, yeah. She's holding something and... Or something gets thrown to her and, and she drops it and then she reaches for it and then falls. Yeah. So, she falls and Professor Handsome, sorry, uh, Sergeant Handsome catches her and then they, <laughs> they have this long lingering look at each other. And I just thought, man, that is, you're going to have to write a report. There's conflicts of interest there. You're way too close. Also, the, um, <laughs> the, the harness that goes around sort of your, um, your groin area kind of hurts to be in that Kill position. <laughs> So they bounced up and down for a while, giving each other long looks. Like, Can we cut? Yeah, okay. and they did the whole thing like um, Andy now catches the rope at the last minute to hold them off the ground, and they're only holding, hovering like a foot or a foot and a half off the ground at the end. Yes. So I, I just thought that moment was a little bit overblown. Yeah, over dramatic. Like it could have been funnier. Like I was waiting for a bit of gag, but it wasn't really. Like apart from him bumping into the window, which is you know, yeah. hilarious. And he also bumps into a door on the way down as well. <laughs> Andy Lau's weakness that, is like windows and doors. Yeah, apparently. 
That was the thing I felt was kind of missing. I was expecting there to be more stupid sight gags and stuff. There's a couple. A couple. Yeah, there need to be more. Really toned down for a Wong Jing film. Mm. I think um, what really hinders this film action-wise, because there are action scenes, and I'm, talk- I'm going to talk about one now, uh, which is the theme park action scene, is that they rely very heavily on CG. And as example, in the theme park, the bad guys, for some reason, are endangering public lives by breaking <laughs> roller coasters and throwing Ferris wheels around. And Andy Lau has to catch them and save them. And first of all, I don't understand why the bad guys are endangering lives. And I don't understand why Andy Lau is saving them. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a cop, so he has to save everyone. But I will add, um, in the next fight scene, um, love interest cop girl is Barbie Hugh Barbie and she's she's in a helicopter and she gets trapped by the bad guy and I said it before that even happened that she was the only one that survived he just lets everyone else die yeah just, just to rescue her yeah I mean if he was so if he was so concerned with life yeah he would have done something and he never was like oh man I could have tried I harder would, oh, like, I next. wish I could have saved yeah, everyone next. else now let's just move on. Yeah. Also, I, I, we, hot chick. <laughs> oh, it's, it's that old standard of like women and children first, and everybody second. <laughs> They're just yeah. red shirts, right? <laughs> we we have to mention that um, Andy Lau gets busted being uh, Superman by a couple of kids with a pretty high tech at the time video camera. And um, they go to international. Do, do we school. really think that was a high tech camera for twenty twenty? It could be. Uh, <laughs> you sure? Do they were, were they still using Windows XP or something like that? I don't. Know. But there's a, a, a they fat, had an apple in the thing, didn't they? Yeah. There's I'm a fat sure. kid and a skinny kid, and the fat kid is probably called Fatty. <laughs> <laughs> and that kid just disappears after a while. He's not in the movie anymore. Yes, he did. Diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> I took him out. Poor Wilford Brimley Jr. Yeah, we were we were trying to guess which one was the right kid, and I, I was guessing it was the fat kid, but no, it was. Well, it wasn't the fat kid would be Masterson or something, right? Yeah, no, but they they weren't Masterson until they got married. Like mm. his parents got. But married he just later. disappears. Like he's not. Is he have the? Oh, I don't know. See you, kid. Bye. Thanks for coming. He's irrelevant to the plot. It could have been Wong Jing's kid. There you he's go. Got screen time. They had the one daydream bit where they fight the giant cockroach in like super powered suits. Yeah. Sentai. The That's kind of funny. Sentai thing. That was that was kind of funny. I was like, I want to watch that movie. And there, was, there was one joke about saying, was it whose dad was a, like a big fat cop and it was like Wong Jing on a bike trying <laughs> oh, to get yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and he, he sits on the bike and the yeah. tires pop. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I give Wong Jing. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. My favorite Wong Jing, and I'm digressing here to another film, is uh, getting high on eating cocaine tuna which is my favorite Wang Jing that was um, Enter the Fat Enter Dragon the Fat, Dragon, fat yeah. Dragon yes and his name was also Thor which was also fantastic <laughs> good movie it was a good check movie. it out in the archives for Asian Action Cup. that's right we did do a podcast one of on the that. few movies I like by Wang Jing yeah well that's what I mean like Wang Jing I, I like his sensibilities and when he does the only problem is and I don't know about this film is who directed the action because Wang Jing traditionally does not direct the action of his own films he just writes funny scripts. Whereas this movie, the action seems to be directed by, I don't know, like the 16-year-old kid they got to do the special effects. <laughs> I feel like Wong Jing is a good counterpart if you're watching too many serious Donnie Yen kind of films. Who did all the explosions? The, the explosions film? were good. I thought the explosions were good. The animation though, because um, we noted, like, especially in the final fight scene, because there's a lot of animation of 
fake Andy Lau fighting, there's a lot of keyframe animation. They drop from like 24 to 12 frames. Yeah. And it looks weird. It looks Repe- like stop repeated motion. Repeated as well. Like they repeat the same moves multiple times. He always looks at his left hand when he's doing a transformation, doesn't he? He's like, hmm. Supposedly the action director is Tony Cheng Siu Tong or something who directed stuff like Swordsman 2, The East is Red hmm. and action directed stuff like Shaolin, what? Fuck, I can't read, it's too small. Shaolin Soccer and Hero. Shaolin Soccer and Hero. House of Flying Daggers. So, action director. No. Oh, action really? director in those, according to the credits. I thought Yoon Wu Ping was in Hero. Because I thought the actual, the real explosions are actually pretty yeah, good. Yes. I agree. The explosions CGI are explosions good. are bullshit, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, the problem is they didn't really have a practical, like, you know, Andy Lau apparently was doing this film in some kind of mocap suit, right? But when they do the CG... I think it would have been better just to have him in like a fake suit. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, there were there are scenes where you need to like go to your computer graphics stuff, but there are scenes where he's just standing there talking and whatever, just have him in a freaking plastic fake suit, you know, and then blend them together. Yeah. Was it you were saying that it looks like his face was being mapped to a ping pong ball or something? It is. Yes. It's like his face just doesn't because... It had no depth. On the between the like the nose to the the rest of the face, it was just literally. Oh yeah, his his famous face all got like his cheekbones, really thin. His cheekbones weren't defined, and you know it just it didn't make any sense. And when you have somebody like Fancy Wong, and I know that Andy Lau is not a martial artist, but I have seen films where he has done martial arts moves, and you can edit them. But you know, like they're doing martial arts, man. Come on, he's fighting crab guy. It's all about CG now. A lot of this CG reminds me of like, you know, you'd see an old commercial and it's like have a little bit of computer graphics like that. I feel like they st- spread out like a 30 second commercial into a, like, an hour and a half movie. Yes, mm. this was like a Backstreet Boys music video. I'm trying to remember what the name of that damn song was, but it was pretty bad. Backstreet's back. Yeah. All right. You know, like, <laughs> no, yeah. Side, side note here, side note here. That song where they uh, wake up and they become like mummies and vampires and stuff. At the end, they wake up. It's a big dream. One of them's like, oh, man, I had a dream and I was a vampire. And, they, and one of them says, oh, I woke up and I was a Dracula. A Dracula. A Dracula. I'm going to put the clip in here for prosperity. No way, man. I had a dream also. I was like a, a Dracula. And I had like- can you, can you be a Dracula? Rare. No, you can be the Dracula. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah, very Dracula. random. Go on. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's been on my chest the for a long time. Stupid things <laughs> stick in your mind, yeah. You can be Vlad the Impaler. You can be a mummy. You can be a Frankenstein. You can't be a Dracula. Can you be a Frankenstein? Mm. You can be a Frankenstein. A Frankenstein's monster. monster. You have to be the Frankenstein's monster. Mm. Just okay. looking for love. <laughs> anyway, neck bolts. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, technically, Andy Lau is a Frankenstein's monster <laughs> in this film. They, they put a Robocop's bits, monster. Yeah, bits and pieces of him with the lightning. He's the he was the failed Robocop's uh, Robocop prototype. The ones that, like rip yeah. their own heads off and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the just chick- screams. The, ah! the chicken going up the stairs or whatever. Ed two hundred nine. Yeah, that's right. But the, I mean, this film doesn't make sense because he's a robot. He uses a energy capsule that he needs to transform into a robot. But he is a robot. Um, <laughs> and I did mention he's got this like police cop bike. And it's like a poo squat that he sits on his bike <laughs> when he flies. It looks like the most uncomfortable thing. But I guess if he's a robot, he doesn't care, right? Um, and also his daughter being a robot is that final literary trick where it's like, oh, he needs that extra strength and he's remembering the memory of his daughter to turn his arm into 
extra powerful punchy and then he punches and steals Fan Su Wong's heart. Incredible. The scenes with the, the bike are like the, the worst CG because you can, you can say the CG is bad but there are occasional bits and pieces like, oh, it's not too bad. But when the bike sort of crashes into a house, it kind of just just pops in like it's kind of like drawn over yeah. the thing isn't it it's, it's just like, like a big crash or anything there. it's just like here i am i love it if they shot it and then they decided afterwards they're like okay guys we needed to come through this wall and the special effects guys are just like what <laughs> oh you know the special effects i was missing is when they all had the jet skis and the bad guys were coming to the park and <laughs> oh you hated that you were offended no nah, because they're going through on the jet skis i wasn't offended i was offended when they didn't land they're like showing them coming out of the water yeah. and then they never landed because they're like fuck it i can't be bothered doing that special they can't effect. animate it landing <laughs> on nothing they, no they didn't even show them landing yeah, just, they were just in the air and that's it there's a couple of scenes where people are falling and and it just cuts it's like they must have got hurt Oh, well, how many stunts? It's the cops, right? That are falling out of like the, helicopters. Yeah, and, and the start with the, the, the presentation. Oh, that's right. A lot of people are falling down off, off, and they just kind of cut before they land. Like, there are oh. a lot of stunts oh, the, in there. I've, we forgot the hedgehog guy with the fake spikes at the beginning. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, nobody got hedgehog powers. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was the last of his kind. <laughs> he, he was barely in the movie after that too. It's like he was the coolest. That was, a good, that was a good skill. Good orange jacket. Yeah, he didn't need a gun. Did he have an orange jacket? How do you get it over his spikes? <laughs> Cut some holes in it. <laughs> he got he got an X X X large. <laughs> <laughs> that seems kind of like counterintuitive. You're like, how do we know he's there? Look, he's wearing an orange jacket. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just a vest. Stand out. It's just, it's just a vest. Something that his mum gave him before she died, <laughs> and he wore it just to remember her. <laughs> See, I like the little backstories that these these characters have. <laughs> these characters don't have that we just made up for them. <laughs> <laughs> write it out for them. Yeah, we could have written a better movie, damn it. We could. You're damn right. But we had to because there were no subtitles, right? Yeah, we were doing full bar jars when that was going on. <laughs> there was a funny gag, actually. There's a character in this film called Unlucky, I guess. Uh, Misfortunate. Misfortunate. Um, and he's played by Blackie Cheng, I think. And um, <laughs> at the end, they talk about uh, Fancy Wong says, Look, I can modify, I can make you better, stronger, faster, right? because he has the ability to turn them into cyborgs. And there was about three henchmen. One of them ended up with a microwave for a head, <laughs> which was hilarious. And they have all of these different kitchen appliances on their bodies. Uh, and what they did with Misfortunate was they replaced... They got a body and they replaced his head with a computer screen, which just had his face on it. Kind of like Mal from Captain Planet and, um, <laughs> and the Planet is. And he's walking around and his face is on the screen, emoting on the screen while the it's like, body... what about me, guys? It's so good. But it's weird because you've got a massive body. Like, clearly they're trying to hide, a, you know, a stand or something. And it's like his weird big body is like, that doesn't really work. It's pretty good. It's really... It's probably one of the, the most genius moves in this film. So, if that's Misty... If that's Yu Wang Jing, well done. Good cool play. It's a thumbs up. You could have done that instead of like CGing Andy Lau's face on this thing. <laughs> Have him have a computer screen. I had to laugh at the um, when the the two kids that get busted, they they try and sort of shake down Andy Lau's character to be like, "Hey, can you help us?" I, I assume that's what they're saying. Can you? And they're doing some kind of training, and they do some flips, and clearly these are grown men flipping around because they're like way taller than the two kids. Yeah, that's right. But it's supposed to, it's supposed to be the kids learning how to do martial arts. Oh, yes, right? funny joke too when um, he's got the motorcycle on their feet. <laughs> and he moves it off one yeah, and puts it on the other. other. That was that was a quality joke. That like, was pretty good. Ah, so yeah, so they end up. Uh, Andy Lai ends up killing Fan Su Wong, and uh, the girl gets rammed with a motorbike, 
and she dies destroying her heart apparently that's their weakness their hearts that's the energy source is the heart which i guess that makes sense uh well if anything because they're backed by fuel tycoons you would have thought they'd have a combustion engine (laughs) somewhere (laughs) yeah you would think in their bodies but no anyway um and then andy lau ends up going back to the future i guess um and there's a dramatic moment where he tells barbie shu look i can't be with you because I got to go back to the future, um, because I don't know. You can't bone in the past, I guess. Well, he's, he's I bloody. He wouldn't um, have one anyway. He's a, like an android anyway, so he'd have it, the best one. I thought that's why there's a ginormous mechanical? distance between them and a big silence. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. there'd be lights and there'd be whizzing and whirring <laughs> and all sorts of shit. Apparently, uh, but he can't. He can't for whatever reason. Well, he's just lost his robot daughter. So he maybe kind of just shrugs and is like, "Oh well, yeah, oh well," and she's like, "I wait for you." I'm thinking in my head. Um, yeah, they're going to do that. She's super old. It was like 60 future. years in the future. Right? Yeah. He goes in the future and then he meets up with her and she is like an old woman. He's like, with, oh, we should have seen other the people. the worst makeup. They literally like sprayed gray hair color onto her. Oh, now she's old. It's like, where's all her wrinkles? And <laughs> It felt very bicentennial, man. Because uh, he's sitting next to her bed. Peel- he's doing some really great orange peeling acting. <laughs> Because he's peeling an orange while she's talking. But Jesus Christ, he jams a whole orange segment right into her mouth. Like, this is enough to choke her. I, if, it was, if it was a blooper, it would be Andy Lau kind of going, eat that orange. And she's like, I waited for you. And she's like, it's not an orange, it's a persimmon. Oh, imagine it's a grapefruit. <laughs> Fuck that. It's a grapefruit, it's bitter. It's a durian. <laughs> it's terrible. What, this, yeah. bit, this bitter taste in your mouth after watching this movie? Oh, eat that piff. One one take from that scene, right? Earlier in the movie, we're talking about misfortune, right? And he got injured and he's in the hospital and uh, Wong Jing. A stupid stupid joke with the nurse coming in, asking him if she wants him or her to make him happy and so forth and there's a bit of back and forth as if she's gonna you know she's like i'll use my hands use use both hands and and so forth um back and, and my forth. tongue and then she pulls a, a face with her tongue and makes him laugh and she's like haha made you happy and then that nurse i'm sure the receptionist at the hospital in the future is the, the same, same nurse do you know what i just realized just now is uh listen to our high risk podcast there is a scene with Ching Miao who says the exact same line to a security guard, an, an evil security guard, where she goes, you know, I can use my, my hand and my mouth. And the, the cop says, I know what you're going to do. And he does the exact same thing, puts his hands on his ears and sticks his tongue out. And that's when she smashes him over the head with like a, <laughs> some kind of fire extinguisher. What's a recycled joke, recycled plot? Yeah. Yes. Yep. 100%. Jesus, Wong Jing is just, he's not writing new shit. He's just he's copying and pasting. He's concept. He just like... Did the same movie again? Just yeah. With you know what it would have redeemed this? A freeze frame. At the end. Freeze frame. Yes. But like he looks in the camera and gives a thumbs up and a wink and or something. You know? Okay. New segment. What should it freeze frame <laughs> on at the end? <laughs> the, the stupid thing was that was it for the future bit at the end. It was like him talking to old Barbie and yeah, it wasn't and like hey was you like, saved the hey, world we, like you know all of these plot things nothing about the kid nothing about what happened with the scientists nothing none of that just him talking to fake old Barbie with like grey hair colour in it I reckon it should have freeze framed on him putting an orange in her mouth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey I want to just chuck in two small reviews here 
This is Film Business Asia. I gave it a four out of ten, and said um, four out of ten. Said uh, poor effects, yeah. too high. <laughs> poor effects, uneven acting, and pothole-sized gaps in logic and continuity, even by Hong Kong genre standards. And Twitch Film says, honestly, nothing to recommend in this film, and it's troubling to see how well it's been performing at the box office. No, <laughs> performing. Damn, snap. Jesus. Well, okay, so. I'm. I'm. We're gonna go in a segment here. Would you watch this again? No, I would not watch this again. Anybody around? Yeah, I want to see what it's about with proper subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll help. <laughs> Rachel, would you see this again? No fucking way. No fucking way. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Anybody is gonna give a thumbs up for this film? I feel like giving it a thumbs in the middle purely on the fact that they had the bad sub bad subtitles and have to give it the benefit of the doubt just on that. But leaning down. Leaning down. Mikey. Yeah, like mine's, mine's all the way down. <laughs> so you have to turn thumbs into a pure old joke first before you can want <laughs> thumbs up or down. You've had a bit more of that. Yeah, but I, c- I could justify my middle thumb, but it's, yeah, thumb down. Oh, yeah, mine yeah, is. Yeah, there you go. Mine is directly down, down into the ground. In fact, so far down, I, I this is a blight on Andy Lau's career. <laughs> <laughs> That's how far I'm willing you ha- to go. Really? You, just, you like him less I don't because know, he's of some pretty bad Wong Jing movies. Andy Lau? Yeah. Uh, it's in recent memory. I can't think of anything else that Andy Lau's I think done. in the 90s, maybe. I can't name one off the top of my head, but. I am, Future uh, Cops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Future Cops, at least he was like a Street Fighter character. <laughs> that, is, that's all that saved it for you, though. This is terrible. I look. This is one of the few films where I, I watch and I can't think of any particular moves I want to go away and try. Uh, well, actually, a move I want to try is to not watch this film again. <laughs> um, and the, the ultimate st- move, <laughs> like you know, the stunts of people falling down. I mean, like this is there's an, too much CG that I don't really get any impact at all. Oh come on, you want to do a what? psycho crusher? I only like the that was pretty good. Yeah, but that's a CG. I only like the exploding car sequences. There was like a couple of them, like the car getting rammed or something. Was that real? You reckon? Huh? Those look real. They also got real explosions. That's what make it look strange, like out of place. Like something is a real. Oh, when the truck like hits the BMW. Yeah. Oh shit! I just realised there is one thing that I would like to do in this film. Go. And it is get jiggy in a car that is covered in fur. (laughs) (laughs) So was it meant to be a plot? Mention like is uh, is there a plot of these bad guys getting these uh, hostages and trying to make them into? Is that they were like the microwave man? Is that all that? That that, like made no sense, didn't it? It's like they did the whole oh you know almost Terminator like entrance. Give me your boards from the past. They land in a lake and then there happens to be this couple making out in the car with a fluffy um, interior. And they kidnapped them for whatever reason, but then that's it. To who? What was the purpose of the Three Stooges anyway? I think they were just henchmen to like help bolster their army. <laughs> was that a cameo? Was like Dick Way in there or something like that? Because that would have been fun. Lol. Yeah, I don't know. No, Dick Way says I don't want to be in this trash. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that guy's microwave head actually worked. If also, you could, like, um, heat up burritos in it. <laughs> popcorn. At, yeah. Speaking of Andy Lau uh, having people die unnecessarily. When he could have saved them, when the roller coaster comes loose because the crab claw boy <laughs> smashes out, he catches them and throws them into the water. It's like good luck. Yeah, they're gonna sink and they're tied in there. They can't get out. Survive they're, this. I assume they're dead. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the, also the last carriage kind of twists and it cuts away. Yes, dead. Like, I, couldn't be, they couldn't be bothered showing the conclusion. Of that. <laughs> like, oh, fuck it, whatever. I assume Andy Lau looked in there before throwing it in the water and thought, "No hot chicks, sight." <laughs> Straight out of there. <laughs> Yes, future X cops. Oh, one more, sorry. Please. Uh, 
Which stunt, quote unquote, would have hurt the most? Which stunt would have hurt the most? I think the dizzy stuff, like the spinning. Do you anybody did that? I think someone spun around a couple of times. That would, yeah, that would be shitty. Also, um, being driven into the wall. Oh, sorry, sorry. There are a couple of scenes where there are boxes stacked up just to be crashed through. Chekhov's boxes. Chekhov's boxes and there are barrels. It's like they're throwing barrels at each other. No red barrels. No red barrels. It's good stuff. Which stunt would have hurt the most? Uh, I can't really think. Look, Fan Tzu Wong does do uh, quite a bit of physical action at the beginning. He's jumping around, hitting things with a crab claw. Um, I don't know what stunt would have hurt the worst because I don't think Andy Lau is actually doing anything physically. He looks to the left. A lot, yeah. He's like Zoolander. He can only look to the left. He's not an ambi looker. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I, don't know. I reckon him riding that motorbike must have hurt the most. Yeah, the, what the moped did not look. You know the no the squat position on his oh yeah police bike didn't look comfortable. His digital self. <laughs> yeah, that's a hip injury waiting to happen. <laughs> it's two hip injuries. Dislocate your hips. But yeah, no, I can't think of anything else. Nah. So, but yes, that was future x cops please try and find it watch it put and, it in a bin uh, and commiserate yeah put email it in a bin. us if you figure out what happened absolutely yeah that's right <laughs> tell us t- send us subtitles somebody explain it to us uh if you do have any mail that you want to send you can actually get in touch with us in real life uh gmail twitter facebook facebook Instagram, Asian Action Cast, at all of those places. Yeah, send us a recommendation. Give us your thoughts. If you stand outside Sam's house and yell at him, you can also get in touch with him. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. I respond by yelling back. (laughs) It's a yelling communication. Better than a string in a can. So, thanks everybody for tuning in and listening to us as always. We hope you all stay safe and, uh, and keep well. Yeah. Until next time, Asian Action Cast. That's my new sign out thing (laughs) I'm going to say. Until next time, Asian Action Cast. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. It's two for two, 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 two,